What's up, soccer fans? Welcome back to the Americans Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and joined as always this week is our uh, co-host, Cole Morton. Yo, Cole, what's going on this week? Not a whole lot. Um, just you're, been uh, working. Doing you're in Athens. Are, are people in Athens in panic mode over the football team at all? Um, no, I think, I think the, well, maybe people are in the wider circle, people I'm interacting with. I think the two national championships have given people like a sense of calm and the sense of like, you know, if this year it doesn't happen, people are honestly okay with it in a sense of like, we, we can live with not quite as good a team for the season and, and still, you know, haven't lost yet. I think haven't lost yet. Um, I know this is a soccer podcast, but but since I asked, uh, big test this weekend though, I think against Kentucky, Kentucky looked pretty dominant against Florida. So they could run. And uh, after what Auburn did to Georgia on the run, you maybe worry a little bit about that. Yeah. It's people seem to be calm enough though. I think, I think I have heard people, people are like, yeah, we, uh, Probably not quite as good, but college football is weird this year. So, yeah, and I I, th- I do think the hard thing, and this is we'll relate this to soccer. the The hard thing about college, and that would work with any college sport, is unlike pro teams that you have, you know, basically the same nucleus every week, every year. I mean, college every year is a different year in reality. And the portal, the portals, yeah, the portals that totally, totally change things totally and. Rebuild. You know, you can imagine what would that do to soccer if you had anything like that. It would be insane. All right, let's I mean, get away from American football. I do. Well, saying that, I do feel like MLS every now and then you see that because yeah. <laughs> there's just a little bit more of a turnover. I feel like season to season, it feels like like Atlanta. If you think two years ago to now, we have a completely new team. Yeah, it is. So it's it's like, crazy. There, there. You're but, right. You're right. You don't see that. There's a few teams you see that kind of nucleus with. Maybe because it's such a seller's league that, like, you get a lot of guys going and get some young players. Well, the only way you do it is you get teams that don't really aren't much into selling. You you think of a team like a Portland or even a Seattle even that they tend to, you know, buy players and hang on to them. And now both of them are getting old, but. You know, maybe that's the thing. Like Atlanta, like you just said, Atlanta. Atlanta's a different team than from what they started the season with, much less yeah. year to it's year. Truly, sort of crazy. They truly are. So, all right. On that note, let's get to our Americans Abroad. All right, let's start out. We started this last week. We're going to keep going with this. We will. This will be our first big Americans Abroad uh, theme week to week, and that is your good, your bad, and your ugly of the week. And we'll go from like, uh, I think we did it last Tuesday. So anything from either midweek or weekend, you can even throw in some of the Champions League matches today if you saw any of that. So what do you have for your good? I um, I'm cheating a little bit on the. What question. did you cheating? I, uh... I'm doing. I'm doing. Um, There's no cheating my, in football. There, only in NASCAR. I'm doing my great good and bad. Your great so it was good. Such a good week. It was such a good week for Americans abroad that I am. Uh, no ugly, great, good, bad, and ugly. Now you're 
you're going to four categories? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just going to do two positive, one negative this week. You can still do the two negative. But okay. I feel like it was a very positive Well, not a weekend. negative. There's, there's something that's, you know, I guess in my thinking is, okay, the good, that makes sense. The, the bad is something that for, you know, Americans playing abroad, just something that's just uh, not really, really good news. And the ugly is usually going to be like a performance that just really stunk it up, I think. Well, I am doing the great, the good, and the ugly this week. Okay, well then let's do the – what's your great? I'm not sure I have one, but – My great is uh, Balagoon, especially after his – after his two penalties, which was yeah, not often you go over in soccer, but to come back and get another start and to go out there and just an all around great performance, he was fantastic. Probably he, the best player on the pitch. They had another guy, some French midfielder who scored twice. Who, I mean, those French midfielders just keep coming out of nowhere. Never even heard of him, and they, they got they another superstar. Them. Yeah. Yeah, but um he scored his goal was really nice. He kind of like a three ball, he kind of goes to his right around the defender and just rips one past the keeper before the keeper or defender even have known what's happened. And it was just it was the goal of a striker who you're like that guy is top class potential. You don't see that from like a average player score a goal like that. It was just a really nice goal. So confident. And that was awesome to see. Yeah, and, and talking while we're talking about Balogun, I was listening to somebody else talking about his weekend and and really in light of his potential for the men's national team and being able to see him to do that. But then someone asked the question, do we have anybody who can give him a pass like that that he got? And I'm not sure we do right now unless we'll talk about this later, unless we're going to see Geo playing maybe in like that number 10 role, something like that. I don't know that we have a well, midfielder that can do the kind of pass that he got from that time. I will get to that in my good. Okay, in your good. Um, but he also had an assist in the match. Yeah, again. I was going to say, he had a goal and an assist. So he was just – and he could have scored again. He was creating things. I think what was really encouraging is he's an all-around type of striker. His hold-up play, the way he can run in behind, his passing, his finishing. He's just – he can really – do all of it it's like an all-around good number nine and so to see that after a really poor start probably the worst possible start to then come back out and put on that performance I think that just tells you kind of the the character and ability he has yeah and I think the mentality um and and I would say and that's maybe why you know if you want to put someone there for that great having a great weekend you know a lot of players they miss two forget just missing two shots we're talking missing two pks and then coming back being able to just put that behind them and come out and play the kind of game that he did that that's pretty impressive yeah i i was i was really and i was just happy for him to go out there and put that kind of performance right after his first one was that's because from then on he's able to put that right behind him now he's off and running they're playing good so um. All right, my. Uh, do you want me to keep going, or do you want to do? Oh, your... you just keep going. You're on a roll. I'll go all the way through. Okay. All right. Uh, my good, a guy who can make that kind of pass, 
Uh, Malik Tillman, what a what a <laughs> half for him. Well, what he, about going from being off the team to being man of the match? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly what you're seeing is it was not a coach doesn't believe in him, coach doesn't rate him. It was just purely a, hey, this is punishment, yeah. and we're going to move past it, but that's punishment for oversleeping. But to go out there and – I actually went and kind of went back and I wasn't able to watch the game live, but I went back and watched kind of all the highlights of, of the game and of him. Yeah. And it was a all around fantastic performance, especially to go from being off the game day roster to then he gives him a start, which I think is just a real show of confidence. Yeah. Shows what he believes about him. But I mean, the, the goal was, was he had a late goal, which was, it was nice. He kind of, little through ball took a touch kind of put it over the keeper nice into kind of the roof of the net but the assist was i mean it was fantastic i don't know if you saw it i did not it everything about it he takes the ball kind of does a guy with an amazing turn and poke by him and then he just kind of chips a ball over the center back's head and just a fantastic finish by the striker right in over the center back side. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. Wow. I have to and go back and just find that. All, all, all match. I mean, he probably could have had two more assists, just a really good through balls. Just, he, he was, he was great. He was everywhere. And I think he didn't look quite as like lackadaisical as he sometimes does. I yeah. think, um, he also got the start after that performance, um, today in the champions league. So you can clearly see the, he got the start today. Him. He actually um, he actually won the penalty. That, yeah, so he yeah was... that he didn't get he didn't take the shot. DeYoung did, and you know that tied it up. Um, at least and shortly. <laughs> quite as good today as he what obviously was at the weekend. He missed a chance. He had a really good chance to score. Yeah. Uh, in the first half and put it over, and it's probably won. he wasn't the only one. I think up. again. I think they outshot. No, no. I mean, it was crazy oh, they, how many chances they, they had. They were dominating the match for most of it and just could not score and let Sevilla get the early lead. But um, he should have scored one early. And then um, – but I was just – that's another guy who's a like for like for Gio. And Gio still yeah. – you haven't he's been in the rosters, hasn't gotten any playing time yet. Really though. young, so to too. Someone, that's the exciting thing. Yeah. To see someone else who has that kind of potential to be a creative midfielder not just a workhorse midfielder, not just a box-to-box or a cleanup guy, but someone who can actually create chances is awesome to see. Well, we got to see it consistently. I mean, at least Gio, when he's healthy, I think you see that a little more consistent in his game. Uh, yeah, definitely. Malik is, again, you know, it, it's hard, it is. It's hard to believe when you're talking how young these guys are. You know, we already think, think 20, of the men's team Malik. as young. He's just, yeah, yeah he's like, just 20. I think it is Malik also. I keep saying Malik, but I think it's Malik Tillman. No, um, I think it's Malik. He said so. he came out and said it was Malik. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, because they were because they always called him Malik, and I think he said someone said it was like he he actually said to Burhalter, it's uh it, it's really Malik. <laughs> well, it's in, it's spelled with I think one L, which is yep. why people say Malik. Yeah. Um, but. I think also that was one of the first complete performances I've seen him have. Like, I've seen it in flashes, but to have a complete performance really encouraging. I mean, he's definitely unpolished. 
And I think you also got to take it with a grain of salt. They were playing one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, they were. It's not like the most amazing competition. But to do it against anyone, the quality he was showing was, I thought, really encouraging. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he did it in the Champions League today. Obviously, you said not quite the game, but still, starting, solid, played the whole game. So, you got yeah, you got to yeah, look good in that. And PSV's off to a amazing start in the Eredivisie. So, to yeah, be a guy that might be seven. starting to get... To be a guy that might be starting to get slotted into the starting lineup for them is uh, really cool to see um, because Ajax has started uh, tragically in the league. They've been well, they got so issues. bad. They got a lot of issues. Yeah, they, they got a lot of issues. Yeah, I was listening to the listen to a podcast the other day that was focused on what all is going wrong with Ajax. It's, it's pretty sad. Yeah, um, when they... Especially for a club that big, yeah, you always—it's always sad, just for fans and a historic club like that to see. Well, usually it I mean, all comes down to management, the upper levels. So. Yeah, definitely. So, what's your bad? My bad slash ugly, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, is um the center back pool. Uh, <laughs> oh it, it yeah, it's not going well. It is not going well for the center backs. Um, just I mean from. John Anthony Brooks will probably never be called up again for whatever reason. Um, so that's kind of ship is sailing. Um, Tim Ream had a pretty bad giveaway in the Chelsea game to give away the second goal immediately after the first. And so it was just like game over Yeah, when he did that. It was just really poor giveaway. Uh, Chris Richards is – I'm not sure He's not what playing. his future is at Crystal Palace. Well, and he played in the cup game. And yeah. They didn't look very good. They lost 3-0. It, I mean, this is a really bad look because him and the backup center back pairing play, and they lose 3-0 to Man U. They play about four days later in the league with the two starting center backs. One of them scores, and they beat Man U 1-0. So it uh, is not um, yeah. the best uh, <laughs> yeah. just look. So I, I'm, I'm actually a little concerned about the center backs. Cameron Carter-Victors has been hurt, hadn't really yep. played. Um, I mean, Mark McKenzie's like – uh, sometimes starter, sometimes he's on the bench. Well, he's gotten, he's gotten a little injury as well, I think I read. Yeah. So, Eric Palmer-Brown has typically been on the bench in in Greece. So, I I mean, it is not awesome, our center back depth. Um, Go Miles. Miles Robinson. I'm Miles Robinson, but he's still – and he's, he's still playing. coming, I think. He's playing, but I think he's still, like, finding the he's, form of – He's not fully Achilles. back, yeah. So you can tell just like the burst is not quite there yet. And so it's like our center back depth, I'm a little worried about that at the moment. It doesn't feel like we even have one guy who I'm like, yeah, pin him in. He's the guy I want. Yeah, it seems to be every week it's sort of up and down. So the, the consistency is not there. And that's something you really want from your center backs. Yeah. And it's, and on, yeah, it's so that'll be something to watch and I mean Chris Richards is still the guy you're hoping breaks through with some team as a starter whether he's got to get a move in January or whatever it is but he's one of the younger higher ceiling guys still so be interesting to see what happens with that all right so that's yours let me get through mine I don't have a great I'm just staying to what it's supposed to be the good the bad and the ugly 
And uh, that is why you are better than me. Right. <laughs> it's the youth. I'm the traditionalist. You're the young one. Uh, Malik was my runner-up for the good. Uh, I actually went with Pulisic. Uh, okay, great. Pulisic is, he's just, last two games, I know people were all worried when he, you know, he had a little slow spell. They sat him out for that Champions League game. He didn't start. And people were saying, oh, no, he's, you know, going back to his ways. And, yeah, he started twice, uh, played well in both games, uh, really played well Saturday in their game, and uh, scored again, had his third goal for the season. He's tied for second on the team with three goals. So Pulisic looked really, really good last week over the weekend. So he'll play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. So he is starting that game. Yeah, I saw um, – it actually looks like him and Eunice are both going to be starting in that mm. game. I saw the reports. Um, so, unit, Ruben Loftus-Cheek has a little bit of an injury that's going to keep him out for a couple games, I think. And Because Eunice actually came into that game at the weekend pretty early. And he's been great. I think another guy. Yeah, Piola really likes him, really too. Good. Yeah, so they're both looking like they're going to be starting in a huge game against Dortmund um, where they – honestly need that's a big game what they both need the win yeah and so um i think that's really encouraging and yeah Pulisic, it was nice to him get a goal assist game well four. You, just kind of he got off to such a form. good start and you just didn't want to see it you know he the international break he was sort of iffy you know we talked about that before he was just almost just trying going back to his trying to do too much trying to take on people losing the ball a lot and it was it was really nice to see him get back into that groove that he had at the very beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. And so I'm AC Milan. That's it's they're a must watch for U.S. fans right now with having two players who are well, especially yeah. If you're an American, you got to be finding pretty them. much starters or uh, playing. Yeah, if you want to see minutes. them play, they're on Paramount Plus. So we'll give them a little plug here. Tomorrow. 3 p.m., I believe, against Dortmund. Yeah, I think they're 3 o'clock. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, – we'll talk about the ugly first and then the bad. And ugly, like I said before, I think it's someone that has a stinker of a game. And they ended up tying the game, and that is uh, Matt Turner. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that game, but there were times and I'm thinking, what in the heck is he doing? I don't know how many times he got – he came out, didn't come out, came out when he shouldn't have, just super casual on some of his trying to get the ball, had it stolen, should have had a penalty yeah, against I, him I and maybe a red game. card. I did not watch this game from the reports I saw and what people said. He was very lucky not to be sent off and given a penalty is what I saw. Yeah, absolutely. He was just really being just almost just super casual. And, you know, and the the striker from the other team came up behind him and took the ball, and he actually tripped him is the only reason the guy didn't, and they didn't see that. And, uh, and then he did a couple of other crazy things of coming out for a ball way early, and it was just sort of a – it was almost a fiasco. He looked like, you know, a puppy on – on ice or something that was just sort of flailing all around there and ended up tying the game. So I guess that's good. And he had some good saves, but it was kind of ugly yeah, at times. I, he, um, you know, I'm not 
too worried about him overall just because I do trust him when it comes to saving the ball. But yeah. He's never been the best with his feet, to be fair. That's an area he's <laughs> no. growing in. So, and, uh, and man, a bad week for VAR in England. Let's just say that because that should have uh, been a penalty. Yeah, Obviously, that is. The game was a And travesty. really it's, and again, I will jump in and say it's not the technology. It's just the people they have using the technology. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's so not it's really an American. Really bad week. Yeah, it's not Americans, but when you listen to the, if you've listened to the um, audio of the Liverpool game and them talk that it is, it makes them look so bad. Well, it seems like there should be some common sense in the sense of if you make such a huge mistake and you find out 20 seconds later, you should be able to stop the game and say, this is a huge mistake we got to change this and yeah just yell and stop people are going to be i just don't think people are going to be up in arms if 10 seconds later he blows the whistle and they say sorry we got it wrong they go to midfield and they everyone sees they got the call correct i I just don't think fans are going to be especially compared to what's happened since then the firestorm that they're under because of that you know the crazy thing i was listening somewhere you know one of the things that they have all their protocol that when you're the var replay guy he can't use the word goal in communicating with the referee didn't know that but that seems yeah i mean that's why when they said it was like you know check complete the whole problem was they were checking the wrong thing yeah i did know they and it's funny it's sad that i was watching the game on mute and i knew they had raised flag for offsides the only person who seemed to not know was the var yeah, and it wasn't just one. There's multiple guys in there. I, so, I'm like, are they not paying attention? Like, are they not watching? I like, don't know. It, you 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 just wonder about that. But that was that was a joke. Yeah, it was. And What's it your, does uh, happen to be so, to my favorite Premier League team, so that made it worse. All right. So uh, What's your bad? My bad is Tyler. Yeah, that one. That one hurt my heart. Gosh, I mean, 20 minutes last week, and then he's hurt, and he's out for who knows how long. Yeah, so if people didn't hear, Tyler had been coming back from injury for a while, had been out the second half of last year, was kind of coming back this summer, and basically he's been practicing, gets about 20 minutes in their cup game, and then not even on the roster for the weekend, and you're kind of wondering why. And then you find out he re-aggravated something. They haven't really set a timeline, but from what the coach said, he was like, it's going to be a while, is basically what he made it seem like. So, yeah, you I'm just, not even... You worry hopeful. about this being I mean, a chronic thing with him. Yeah, so it's like this. I'm like, my hope is he's back at least halfway through the season. I mean, it's really just a... Not well, you're awesome. hoping almost that you do that. You know, you hate it for, for them, for... Cause they need him to stay oh, yeah. up. They need him. Yeah, they need him. But I'm, I'm not, not sure com- you see I'm, him come back till after Christmas. I'm worried about them not having him, and especially with Luton and Burnley getting wins. Now they're oh, definitely yeah. down there at the bottom. So not, yeah, not so that's I, I hate that for, for him, and that's a it's a good segue. Okay, we got the friendlies coming up. <laughs> Got the international break coming up, and we got friendlies, a men's team against Germany and Ghana. And 
you know, suddenly they were thinking you'd have Tyler back. You missed him last time. And what would you do? I mean, you're Greg Barhalter and you've got a hole here. Well, one, who's going to replace him? Can you? No. I don't think you should try and exactly just play with a one six like him. I think you play. Do they go back to what the they three, did in Nations League? Yeah, I think you play Moose and McKinney next to each other, kind of as dual eights. And so they can both kind of clean up, both progress the ball. McKinney's got that long range passing. Moose can really move it with well, his Well, you feet. got that. Well, the problem with that, though, is you go back to Nations League and you had Geo playing up there, but he hadn't even well, gotten into I, a game for Dortmund. I, I think if Geo's not healthy, I think you play Malik or Malik at the 10. Wow. Um, I think you play one of those two at the 10. I just think I want to see us play with someone. Think him can, ahead of Brendan? Yeah, I'll get it. Brendan's been terrible. I mean, he's, I mean I'd say that. Sorry, Brendan, if you're listening to the pod. Um, but um, well, he didn't play the other day, but they played really bad without him in there he too. Just, though. And he just, but I have not seen him. And I watched, I've watched him sub on. Yeah. He just has not had meaningful impacts on games since I can remember. No, he just he he gives you a lot of energy and he runs all over the place, but there's no production. I just prefer sub him in later in a game at the wing where he can press up high on a, you know, defenders with the ball rather than in the middle of the field. I just don't think I've seen the quality in the middle of the field. So I'd rather you play with Musa and McKinney and a Malik or a Geo in front of them who can roam, find pockets of space, slip in Balogun, slip through Pulisic. I think I'd rather play that type of way. Well, do you think that's what he'll do, or will he go with, say, like he did uh, back in the, the friendlies we just had and then maybe put I mean, Luca? If, if he does that, he's going to play Luca, I would guess. Well, who looked, and admittedly, looked good before he broke his nose. Yeah, no, Luca's, Luca's a good player. I, I, I don't have any problem with Luca. I would just rather see us play with more of an attacking midfielder in the three. Well, and I so, agree, and I think it would help – Going to that, I think it would help to have somebody creative up top like for Balligan. So I, all, all I'd the rather just play like that. I, it wouldn't shock me if they explored the two of them, like one for each of them between the two games. Yeah. Um, wouldn't surprise me. But the problem is you got you got to think about we've got a pair of friendlies coming. Not friendlies. You got some Nations League coming up in November. And where you would think we we're going to be favored in that, that's important that we want to get those because that's all about a berth. And I think I want to say in for the yeah. Olympics and such. To me, it's not – to me, um, well, they've already qualified for this Olympics. That's true. Um, oh, no, it's for me, Copa America thing. It has to do with, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. For me for – me, I think that so there is actual qualifying for Copa America, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, I did know that. For me, I I think I would if Gio's healthy, I I don't think it's that big of a question. I think you play Gio with Even if two. he's not playing with his club. Well, I say that as an as he if he's healthy, he's gotten an appearance or two before then. He comes in and he's like ready to play. If he has not gotten on the field with them, I don't know. Um I think that's you just figure out how he is fitness wise and and 
that's kind of a coach's decision. But I think if he's healthy and can play, I think you play him with Moose McKinney. I don't really think it's that big of a discussion for me. Well, almost but, if he's if he's healthy and can play, I think you have to almost start him at least one of those games just to put aside any anybody thinking that there's still a big rift between him and Burhalter and what's gonna you know the future of that. So, right, just to quiet all the you know gossip mongers out there. Um, well, I think that's yeah, the, to that. me, that's the biggest question about the upcoming international break is how he's going to do his midfield. And in some ways it may just sort of, as some people said before, it may make his decision easier because if you had all of them, somebody was going to be left out. Yeah, definitely. So it does make it easier, I think, which makes it more clear. Uh, let's see. Okay. What else? What else is on your radar from the weekend? Anybody else? Uh, I've always, I always run across people I've never heard before that I didn't even know were, you know, anywhere. It's that you hear somebody mentioned, well, maybe the, you know, the men's national team may be looking at him and one, have you ever heard of Leonard Maloney? Yeah. He plays for, um, Heidenheim. Heidenheim. I know. Bundesliga. I mean, He's played really well for them. I mean, he's yeah. I've seen him play, but he, he plays, did play on the he, he, he did play pass for the youth teams in the U.S. But he's twenty three. He he fits them. They don't get much of the ball. They're one of the lower budget teams in yep. the Bundesliga. They don't have the ball much, so he's like a he's not like a technically great player when it no. comes to passing. I, well, neither is Tyler not, when you think of that. No, but he's not a he's, – he's, No, he's he not does not have the he's energy and that, the movement and everything that Tyler He's not in that, that range does. of class that Tyler is. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be – But the only thing is, again, up. anytime you see uh, number six play decent anywhere, because there is no backup to Tyler. Yeah, I just I don't think he would translate well to the way we want to play with the yeah, ball. Yeah, I, I agree um, with you. I threw his name out there because he's been mentioned in some other sites. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not against him getting the call up. Um he's starting in the bonus league every week. So I mean but I think that I would much rather I'd feel much better about playing either a double pivot of Musa and Weston or even playing Luca. Or yeah. even a Johnny Cardoso who has been playing in uh, Brazil. Playing in Brazil. So, yeah. All right. Uh, who else? You anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Kaliosha. I'm hoping he gets a call up. I really, really hope he does. The thing is, if he does, you know, he's one of those that's going to have to make a one-time switch. Yeah, so it's a big call for him. So it might yeah. be the kind of thing where he says, I'm not ready to decide. Well, um, it may be, though, be so. good if he, you know, and I don't even know, but even if you could get him in camp, almost like they did with Balligan when they were down there in Orlando and he just happened to show up at a club down there. Yeah, so I, that would be awesome. I mean, for my money, like, I think Pulisic and Ware are the obvious first choice wingers. And then, I mean, it's well, he's, I still don't th- you, he's still young. He's one of those that's really play, young. Yeah, but if you play, and then you can, Geo's an option on the wing, and 
you got Brendan, but I mean, talent wise, he seems potential wise to be for, to me, um, well, he gives you something that nobody else gives you. Yeah. I agree a, a much, right now. A jump up from Brendan in terms of potential. And so, I mean, he starts every week for Burnley and he, every time he gets on the ball, he looks dangerous. He's a lightning quick. Yep. Um, got so much pace. The end product is still, he's still growing in that, but I think he's 18. So, um, his, I think his potential is through the roof. Yeah. I did see where, so you know, he, he, he played till I think he, in their win, he played about 74th minute and his replacement came in and that's who ended up scoring for, for Burnley. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a very nice goal. I might say, um, but I, I don't think he's in danger of not getting playing time. You watch them play and half. No, oh no, he's, he is, and he's, he's got, he plays on both sides. So yeah, he played on the right today and he normally plays out on the left. Yeah. So, so obviously he's somebody that they're going to keep playing there. Definitely. So I'm, uh, I'm still excited for his future. I think. Yeah. He's, he's got anybody else worth mentioning any other U S men's team abroad. It's worth talking about today. I've been a little disappointed in uh, Georgie Mihailovic. Just really hadn't played hadn't done much, much of anything. AZ. Yeah. Azed. Um, they, Azed has had a really good season. They're in the top four right now. But he's kind of made some substitute appearances. But he's not had a lot of minutes, which I think is disappointing for being someone who came pretty highly touted, had a good couple years in MLS, and to go to – I mean, yeah, we're not talking one not, of the top leagues. Yeah, it's not like a, and Azad's not PSV or Ajax in term or Feyenoord in terms of competition. Yeah. So a little disappointing that he's gone there and not. And it's, you know, people got to adjust to new leagues. Maybe later this season he kicks on. But I've been a little disappointed by that, I think, and his lack of. Because I, I think he does have some interesting qualities just as a similar, like, eight hybrid 10 when it comes to, like, ability to pass the ball and possess the ball and creative player. But yeah, I just really hadn't had much of a sniff there. No. And then you mentioned already, Brendan, uh, Pat, you know, you know, other than some of those top names, Oh, we got to mention this real quick again. And that is, I don't know why we hadn't talked about in Weston and way, you know, way is just sort of getting shafted here. I mean, yeah, he said it's not, it's fair. I'm just shocked that they're doing that because it's not like Weston is this. It's not even his position. Yeah, and Way has been good when he's played. Yeah, that's what I can understand. You saw McKinney's father came and ripped the coach, just saying, "What the heck?" Yeah, McKinney's dad is uh, known for not yes <laughs> having the greatest PR plan. Um, nope. <laughs> but. Uh, but he's you know, right. But I, he's saying what a lot of fans are thinking. Yeah. And probably Juve fans, why wouldn't you play him in the middle and play way out wide some? Especially when you got a lot of games, at least try it some. You would think they wouldn't. It's not like they're lighting up the league, so. No, like they're they're playing fine. They're probably like fifth or sixth right now, maybe fourth. But I mean, yeah. like. Not where they're accustomed to being. No, I mean, but their problem, if they don't have, if Vlahovic and Chiesa don't play. They are not going to win a game. Yeah. Like, they just have no creative. Like, McKinney, I would say, has been the other best player behind those two. 
in terms of creating chances. Well, but when you and think so about like, how well Wea played at the beginning of the season, we have no idea what's going on in practice like, or anything yeah. else. But why not put McKinney in the midfield and keep Wea is, over there? I mean, and what they're need, and they're used to playing together that way. And you need a creative winger like they need someone to help create chances outside of Chiesa and Vlavic and what McKinney's done and so it's like man I don't understand why you wouldn't play way out wide some when he's a guy who clearly can create chances yeah I I will be you know way has got to be thinking what the heck did I do I think his time. I think he still will end up ultimately getting minutes. Um, but he's getting minutes. He's getting about weird. seven minutes a game. <laughs> I think he'll get more than that eventually. Okay. Like I think he'll still get. I some sure starts, hope so but... for his sake. And it, you know, and, uh, I guess the only good thing it keeps him healthy for the U.S. men's team. Another guy who's not getting starts is uh, Pepe, who he really has played well every time he plays. he's played well. Even the coach even said he was like, you know, I feel bad for Pepe. He was like, it's just really unfortunate we have De Jong, which I don't understand how De Jong's played like 95% of the minutes this season in like the league, Champions League. He plays every game and he plays 85 plus minutes. And yeah. He's like in his 30s. He's the captain though, and uh, he doesn't want to come a, off the field. And he's, playing, and he's playing well. Oh, he's great, but he's like a superhuman. They're, surely <laughs> you're thinking they're going to set him some games. Well, eventually, yeah, eventually they're going to have to, you would think, just for his sake, just for his legs. If you would you would think in their seventh game in the league when they're 6-0 and and they're playing the worst team in the league, they might be thinking yeah. we could give them a rest. Be a great time, especially knowing later. you got Champions League coming up this week. And instead they played him in both. Yep, yep, I guess use so, him while I you mean, got him. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he plays more minutes than anyone in Europe, and he's in his <laughs> 30s. Well, I guess it's he's amazing. Superman. He really is. I'm amazed by his fitness. He must be the most fit guy in in the team. All right. Any other shout outs about anybody this week? Um, I don't think so. I always like to I mentioned a while back Amir Richardson. He's the Moroccan French American midfielder. Yeah. He's still playing decent minutes for um Rims and Rims is uh like in the top three or four in Liga right now. Um, and so I hope he's on the radar of U.S. soccer. I don't think he's about to get called up or anything. But, you know, someone they're talking to. Well, yeah, hopefully. they've been good at doing that and really reaching out to dual nationals or triple nationals or whatever you want to call them. And uh, yeah. so that's probably been one of their strong points and one of Burhalter's strong points about getting those guys in. So hopefully that will continue. All right. Well then, let's uh, let's head up, finish up with trivia time. Um, you it. did last week. Um, I, I got they got two questions, and I think the first one is probably the easiest for you can get. Uh, who leads the USMNT in assist, and how many? It's it's Donovan. It is Donovan. By I mean, it is. He, it's probably the thing that is. Nobody's close. He is he is second, I believe, in all international players. Wow, he's got he's got fifty eight. Yeah, I think the leader is at sixty, and he is I can't remember who it is, but yeah, Donovan's up there like well, top that's, two 
all time. Well, that's what's amazing that he is led in goals under, and assist. What an underappreciated player, man. Yeah. What a if he had played in Europe, he'd be no question people would call him our best ever. Yeah. Not, I, it wouldn't even be close. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So I figured you get one. That one's easy. Okay. Who has the most goals for a defender? Is it an outside back or center back? I have a guess. Okay. Well, what's your guess? I'm not. Is it Beasley? I got him with an asterisk because he didn't know it. Mean? Because he didn't know his played. He actually played midfield as well. Oh, please. Yeah, but he's a left back. Yeah, but no, not all the time. He okay, was a so winger. He was number one, though, wasn't he? I was, yeah, but still, I had to I go back. I need to go back and see which goals he had when he was playing where. Okay, so it's not he actually, him. He was actually more of a left back later in his career. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he was, but I think he scored more of his goals playing a little higher up. So he actually was. The- if you want to count him, he's got seventeen. We're talking before the U.S. How right. about a pure defender? We're talking about goals for the U.S. Goals right? for the U.S., yes. Goals playing for the U.S. men's national team. I think for a second. Da, 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 it's got to be someone who played for a long time. We have to play Jeopardy if I hum their music. Got to be someone who played for a long time, right? I would guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're a defender uh, and you score goals. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me I'm think. Let there. me think. Let me think. Okay. While you're thinking, uh, one of the questions I was going to ask is because I wanted to say I knew we I knew we had a couple. Did uh, how many uh, how many goals have our goalkeepers scored? Not in U.S. men's national team games, but just ever. Uh, Tim scored. Yeah, not a lot. He did. So did Casey Keller. Yeah. Uh, But the crazy thing, I was looking at all-time goal scoring for goalkeepers. And, I mean, there's some insane amounts. There's a Brazilian keeper that has 100 goals. Tell you this, the Lazio keepers coming for that record. After I saw his header against Atletico Madrid last week, he's coming. Well, this guy—I mean, a hundred goals. Now, most of those were free kicks. It take all their free kicks. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Free kicks and PKs. Those kind of count as goal, I guess, if they're yeah. in the get play. For, yeah, free kicks is pretty impressive. He's got like fifty something goals from free kicks. That's funny. All um, right, let's go back. Finish up strong here. Is it a here. center back? Is it a center back? Uh, yes. Okay. Just checking. So I thought. I will say. I was going to say, we got to have some talk. Silence does not do well on the radio at all. It's not like a. I will. No, no, it does. It builds the drama. It builds, it builds oh, yeah. It builds drama. It yeah, builds no, it makes people think what happened to him. I will say, I will say. You will say, you will say. Sorry, I'm, it's, I mean, it's hard. It it's really there's hard nothing question. on the line for this, okay? Jeff Agus. <laughs> Carlos Bocanegra. Dang it, that was my, I mean. Uh, oh, that was, yeah, that was my next guess. Bocanegra, 15 Bocanegra. goals. 
Wow. That's he pretty impressive. A little bit. Say what? So, but a little left back. So. Oh, okay. Well, he's still the back. I asked if it was a center well, back. Well, mainly I think I was thinking of him as center back. So sorry. I should have guessed him. He played for so long. Yeah, he did. He played for a long time. And uh, he was obviously a, a better player than he has been, I think, uh, GM for Atlanta. Conversation for another day. Yes, it is. For our MLS special podcast we do one day. Yeah, someday, someday. We'll do an MLS special if Atlanta United makes MLS Cup. How about yeah, that? well, they're, they're hosting a home game, so we got tickets yeah, we'll, to that. We'll do a special if Atlanta United makes MLS Cup. That's our word to you, listeners. Um, they make MLS Cup. We will do a live podcast from, from, from the, Atlanta. Yeah, from Mercedes-Benz Wherever Stadium. Where, unless it's not in Atlanta. Yeah, unless, we, yeah, unless it's somewhere else. Yeah, that may be a problem. We can still do a podcast well, from there. If it's not too far, as long as it's not like no Cincinnati, Seattle. yeah, we can get to see in Cincinnati. That's yeah. fine. All right. Um, All right. On that note, uh, I think that's it for us, isn't it? Yeah, I think that was everything. All right, and we will just say, hey, go USA! Be sure to watch soccer. A lot of it going on. Middle of the week, Champions League matches start again this weekend. Yeah, and you got Americans playing. That's right. Go Pulisic. Go Musa. Follow us. Subscribe. Absolutely. You want to give them the uh, Twitter or X address? Americans Abroad Pod at Americans Abroad Pod. We're getting some followers on there. We put out some good content. Just of uh, we kind of put out a list of all the. Americans in Europe, kind of their games throughout the week and where you can find the games, how to watch, that kind of thing. All um, right, good. Yeah, you so, handle all the Twitter stuff. Yeah. I still so, call it Twitter. Um, Does anybody actually call it X? Well, it's funny. The actual, um, like, website um, URL is still Twitter.com, even though the name of it is X now. Even though so, the name of it is X. Okay. But. Anyway. All right. But give us a follow. Give us follow and uh, give us a review and a rating on uh, Spotify or wherever you listen to. Yeah, these wherever spots. you happen to listen. All right. Check you later, folks. Bye. See ya.